You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show now with 100% less construction sound. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Hey everybody, thank you all for tuning in. We have a great show for you. We have a bunch of news, but first, let's get into some things we've been checking out. And you know what? I'm going to take initiative, and I think I'm going to go first because mine's super quick. Uh, Roll for initiative. I'm going to roll for initiative. Next time we should literally do that. We should do that. Yeah, next time. That sounds like (laughs) a great idea. That's cool theming. (laughs) I'm always going to go last because I always roll ones. I always crit fail. Anyway... Um, I have one major you, check it out. If you crit fail, you have to do somebody else's check that, it That's out. it. I have to guess someone else's check it out. <laughs> someone else gives me a topic and I have to, and I have to roll with it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I only have one major check it out. The, um, the easy stuff is like, um, I've watched some mystery science theater episodes, you know, I, but that's, that's always, that always happens. The one thing I, um, I was going to check out, I uh, was all set and prepared to talk about this movie. A movie that came out, what, about a month ago, I would yeah, say? About, yeah. Yeah, three weeks, a month ago. Yeah. A Netflix original movie called Bright, starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Their first big blockbuster straight to Netflix movie. I had every intention, every intent to sit and watch the entire thing so I could talk about it. Because I always feel that you can't, it's gotten some bad press, but you can't talk about something and bash it until you actually experience it. And I sat and watched about 10 minutes and then I turned off my Netflix player and said, this isn't for me (laughs) there. The dialogue is so Max Landis. So Max Landis. (laughs) It's, it's just, Oh, it's so bad. The dialogue is bad. Uh, It looks, it doesn't look like anyone's having fun. I mean, this is definitely just paycheck for Will Smith. It's almost like you can see in his eyes how he's thinking, I used to be on top. I was in Independence Day. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. I was the man in black. And now I'm doing an original film for Netflix where I'm not the interesting character. <laughs> I'm the normal guy. Uh, it's not good. I'll sit down and watch it eventually, and I'll be able to tell you exactly how bad it is. But You just couldn't stomach it this time. <laughs> it just This time around, it just wasn't going to happen. I can't wait till Max Landis does a doo-doo all over his dad's great movie, uh, American Werewolf. Oh, I'm sh- You know it's going to happen He's sooner or later. working on it. Yeah, that's... It's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. It's it, going to be really bad. It doesn't need a remake. It's perfectly fine. It still holds up to this day. I watched it on uh, for Halloween movies. And if they, if they absolutely had to do a remake... It shouldn't be written by Max Landis. Yeah, nothing should. Nothing should. <laughs> I hate. I hate that guy. I can't stand Max Landis. I'm sorry. He's the worst. Yeah, he's he's one of those creators that you know. There are certain creators that I can separate their their persona from their work. His is but so ingrained one, in his work. That his you persona can't. is yeah. One, his persona is so ingrained in his work, and two, I don't like his work. <laughs> like I said, I paid money. To see American Ultra in theater, that was a mistake. That was the one with uh, Jesse Eisenberg as oh, the yeah with the, uh, the yeah. sleeper cell agent. Yeah, he was like a, yeah, he's like a convenience yeah. store worker. Yeah, yeah, it was that was Wasn't really Kristen bad. Stewart in that movie? She was yeah. in that as well. Surprise twist: she was actually a plant by the CIA to keep an eye on him in town. She was she was working for the man the entire time. But then fell in love. <laughs> there, uh, there. Now you don't have to see the movie. You're welcome. I mean, she's in it and he's in it. I really didn't want to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought it was just going to be a funny kind of kind of movie where it's like, oh no, I I know kung fu for some reason. Uh oh, <laughs> and it just was boring and bad. Or when when Max Landis wrote that bizarre diatribe about Carly Rae Jepsen and also apparently doesn't know what a saxophone is. <laughs> I will say the one good, the one good thing Max Landis has written. There is a YouTube uh, video in two parts. The Death Returns Superman. Superman. That is really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the first thing that I saw that he had done. So I thought, okay, Max Landis seems like an okay guy. Seems like you know he kind of gets it. No, 
no, that's not the case. <laughs> he just did one good thing for the internet, and that's it. <sighs> <sighs> Come on to the show, Max Landis. I don't care. I'll, <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it out in the streets. I'll push you in the hole out there. <laughs> it hungers. They filled it, didn't they? It's full. It will be hungry again. They, yeah, yeah they, give it a few weeks. They'll tear it back up. It's okay. That, maybe there's a monster down there, and they have to feed it uh, periodically. Periodically, yeah, that's, or it'll bust through the street. That's hey, that's fine. Yeah, kill wait, us all. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that the plot to Cabin in the Woods? I don't Some, know. I've yeah, seen something it. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Very, very loose strains, but yes, I that love is. That movie. That's a good it, movie. It's a, it's a great movie. You know, I only saw it once. I'm sure I'd enjoy it even more on repeat viewings. Oh, yeah. But, uh, good, that one time was really good. It'd be a good, hey, I haven't seen that. There you go. Like, Perfect. Picking out the, the, the references to horror movies and stuff was really good. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, really, really good. Well, that's my only check it out. I mean, I could go into detail about the Mystery Science Theater episodes I watched or how I started uh, playing Pokemon Red again because I got bored. <laughs> but, uh, no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> I got a couple. We we watched uh, Mother last night. Oh, boy. And uh, it was certainly a film. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, it starts weird and only gets progressively it gets, weirder. No, I wouldn't say weirder. I would say upsetting. Yeah. It okay. just slowly gets out of control. It, it's a two-hour anxiety roller coaster. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Javier Bardem, right? Yeah, among other people. And they they live in a house. Yeah, and people start showing up at the house, and it just gets more crazy from there. Yeah, and it has not so subtle religious overtones. Oh yeah, right? there, there's definitely That's like a big thing, like some. I wouldn't say it's religious movie, it's just like a cult biblical. thing. Well, not religious movie, but like yeah, it has biblical allegories in it. Yeah, but I they weren't like super heavy handed. I mean, it wasn't okay. It wasn't like a way down by the okay. biblical allegory. There's just a couple things where it's like, well, that's obviously. I mean, yeah, I honestly don't know whole lot about the bible yeah that's the other thing i probably don't know enough about the bible to point out half of them but i didn't think it made the movie bad like i wouldn't say i didn't like this movie Mm -hmm. it was definitely interesting it made you think about it yeah and it entertained me and it's one of those movies where i'm still thinking about it after watching it very interesting visuals very strong visuals yeah that's what i hear the camera work was crazy too because it was the majority of the movie is either shot over Jennifer Lawrence's shoulder or directly in her face or mm. in her direct first person perspective. Like it jumps from those three angles, like almost the whole movie, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. There was one point where, I, where we watch it and I'm like over the shoulder in the face, <laughs> third person or yeah, second person over the shoulder, first person, <laughs> just, just <laughs> calling it out as it switched. Wow. Um, it gets really dark and weird, though. Well, I i mean, I've already said the word weird like six times, but it's weirder than that. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy, the husband is like a poet, mm-hmm. a writer, and he can't write until past a certain point he gets inspired to write. And then people just freaking love it. And like it turns into a cult and it's weird. And it was a good it was a good movie. <laughs> I, I like know. the question mark at the end yeah. of that. It's a good movie. It's, 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 it's an art. Yeah, it's it's an art. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where like, I think it's just trying to make you feel something. Which yeah. It does. It was it was marketed as a horror movie, and it kind of is. Yeah. But it's also an Aronofsky movie, so you've got that. Yeah, I think it was mismarketed at least a little bit. I think that's where a lot of the. So uh, I was expecting some spooks. No spooks. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just weird. <laughs> Just unsettling. It's like uh, the first half of the movie is like Jennifer Lawrence has the worst house guests ever the movie. <laughs> like Michelle Pfeiffer is just making a mess, throwing her laundry on the ground. Like, oh, jeez. She's like, why are you letting them in? <laughs> yeah, her, her husband just keeps letting people into the house and letting people stay in their house. It's like, stop it. <laughs> God and that's Eve and she's Earth. It's like why? Yeah, why you let? Yeah, why are you letting these awful humans into onto my planet? (laughs) I don't. I'm gonna say it was good. 
I mean, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Would I watch it again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because you don't want to see it in repeat viewings doesn't make a movie bad. Yeah. You know, there are, there are plenty of movies that I've seen once and I think are excellent, but have no interest in seeing again. Yeah. It, it made me feel emotions and that's something. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there you go. And, it, and it's, and it's stuck with you. Yeah. It clearly stuck with you. So. That's my that's my favorite thing about a movie. If I liked a movie, then it's something I will think about for a couple of days after I saw it. Yeah, and I've definitely been thinking about this one. Uh, other than that, I'm gonna talk about a game that is gonna get a Kickstarter soon. Okay, uh, it's called Crossnick, and it's like a puzzle game that almost it kind of reminds me of Yoshi's Cookie and its mechanics. Okay, cool. Um, except you make. Instead of just making rows, you mm-hmm. make crosses, hence the name. Oh, okay. And uh, you're you're timed, and every time you make a cross, you get your time refilled. Mm-hmm. So you want to hurry up and make crosses and not run out of time. And other pieces get in the mix, like a like you could you could rotate the pieces and they like wrap around like Yoshi's cookie. Okay, cookies, sure, sure. But pieces will show up with a lock on it and make it so you can't wrap that piece around. Oh, or okay. there'll be pieces that lock your entire row in place. It's a really good, really solid puzzle game, and you don't see a lot of those come out new with like yeah. a new concept like this, which is impressive in, in its own. Like, I'd like to make a cool puzzle game too, but I have no idea how. Like, how do you even come up with that? <laughs> but this game does it, and it's uh, it's really cool. It has a really stylized look. It kind of looks like a like a Dreamcast game. Oh, okay, cool. It kind of has that early aughts look to it, and it's completely free. You can play it at, at crossnick.com. Oh, right on, right on. Um, and it's going to have a Kickstarter here on February 5th. Hmm. Okay. It sounds like it's going to get funded. It sounds pretty solid. For it, a game. It's cool. Yeah. For It's for a better version. It's like Crossnick Plus, and it'll probably have all kinds of more features. Because right now, it's just that base time attack kind of game, but I'm sure there'll be more to it right. once it yeah. gets kickstarted. Yeah. But yeah, check that out. I think that's about it. Do we have anything else? Did you do anything? Did you want to talk about that podcast? Oh, I've been listening to this podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. Oh, okay. I've heard about this. It's, it's pretty good. They're kind of doofuses, but I kind of love them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Sabrina and Corinne? Yeah. They're, I think they're early 20-somethings that have had a lot of like ghostly experiences. and They do research and tell other stories, but they're... They're just goofy, and they scare themselves very easily, (laughs) very often. Which one is it? it... I can't. I don't. Their voices are very similar. Yeah. But one of them has to close their closet door (laughs) because they get too spooked. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they don't cut it out. Oh, wow. Like 30 seconds of hearing her shut her closet door. (laughs) (laughs) And they were crying about pets last episode. I don't know what else to say. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're just goofy and funny and ghost they're stories. funny. Yeah. Yeah. They're... <laughs> One episode that killed me, they were talking about this life-size Barbie that a reader said, not a reader, listener, said that they woke up and was on their bed, like, looking at them. Oh, jeez. The okay, so they yeah. they away and, like, went on this whole conversation about this Barbie. Like, it was a life-size Barbie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the three-foot-tall. Yeah, yeah, the my-size Barbie or just whatever. Mm-hmm. roaming around the, the uh, landfill, just walking around. <laughs> walking trash. around. <laughs> just killed me <laughs> thinking about that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> but, yeah, they are very big believers in ghosts. Which is, I don't know. Sometimes it's weird, like... It's not, I don't know what it's, it's like. A lot of times it's like, this story is fake. It's obviously fake. And they're like sold on it. Or at <laughs> least their podcast online personas are <laughs> sold on it. And they seem pretty genuine. They seem, they seem genuine. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Joshy. I. <laughs> Joshy. <laughs> yes, Joshy. Joshy Washy. I watched uh, the Lego Ninjago movie. Oh, how was oh, that? Oh, yeah. It wasn't bad. I liked it. It wasn't as funny as Lego Batman, and it wasn't as... Clever? No. Yeah. Meta as the Lego oh. movie. Okay. I mean, it was still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I, I want to say, does does Will Arnett do the voice of Garmadon in that? Because sounds like him. Okay. <laughs> it's like me and, and that show Big Mouth. 
I thought 100% that the hormone monster was Will Arnett, but it's actually Nick Kroll sounding exactly like Will Arnett. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Now, while, while you're looking that up, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that you would have gotten more out of the Ninjago movie if you were a little more invested in the Ninjago like toys and like that TV show that they had and stuff like that. Because I mean like Batman's a pre-established, you know, character and the Lego movie had a lot of things that were very easily recognizable from pop culture. Where Ninjago outside of Legos, that's really more like geared towards kids a little no, bit. No, um it was more like a a martial arts kung fu flick. Okay. With Legos. Okay, that's cool. Like, I watched, like, the special features on it, and, like, Jackie Chan did all the fight choreography for it. Oh, nice. he did? Yes. Oh, excellent. Like, him, he, him, he brought his stunt team in, and oh, they, wow. did, okay. they did the real-life fights. And then they mo-capped, or, like, or at least, like, they um, And they modeled, modeled it. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because there's a lot of stuff where, like, the Lego people don't quite move like Lego people. Sure. Well, they'd have to do um, kind of, but but sometimes they do like they like they do some stuff that like the nor- like normal Lego people wouldn't do, but mm-hmm. but there's like little references where like <laughs> where they reference the fact that they are Lego people. Okay, in the movie. it's so funny. Like at one point, um, uh, um, Lloyd, the leader of the of the ninja team, which they almost seem like almost like a Sentai team, really mm-hmm. in in the film. Yeah, and uh, I mean they got big robots. Yeah. <laughs> Which is only like part of the movie, really. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, the guy who voices uh, Garmadon, the the main villain, is a uh, Justin Thoreau. Thoreau. Oh, Thoreau. he's a he's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. But he sounds like Will Arnett in the movie. It's <laughs> and they probably did that on purpose. Yeah, because like seriously, because yeah. I know you know Will Arnett is Batman in the last two movies and. He can't be in every movie, unfortunately. Well, he can, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he needs to eat. Yeah. Anyway. Now, <laughs> does this movie fit kind of in the Lego movie broader cinematic universe in the same way the Batman movie kind yes. of sort of did? Okay. Yes. Because um, right. there's a part where like, I guess they kind of do like the Lego movie thing where like real life objects kind of infiltrate the, oh. the oh. universe. Yeah. I saw the trailer. There's a cat or something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, like the whole movie like opens up with a live action scene of this kid ducking into this shop and it's like your stereotypical, like kind of like almost like mystical Chinatown, like knickknack shop. Okay. And like Jack- gremlins. Huh? Like gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jackie Chan owns the shop. Okay. Like real life Jackie Chan. Yeah. Okay. Well, the character he plays in the film. Sure, but I mean not like Lego Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is yeah. Like Which he also actors. voices a character in the movie as a Lego As character. a Lego person. He's like the master. He, master Wu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fiendish master Wu. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll get to that here after the break. <laughs> I told you not to call and interrupt my kung fu. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. But anyway, I, I don't, it, it was good. Um, like I said, it's not as self it's like it's self-aware but not to the point of lego movie but not quite as funny as lego batman i think they knew what kind of audience was going to go see it maybe yeah definitely because seems like a third string lego movie it and ninjago even if it's not wasn't build as it's built more as a kung fu movie yeah like they don't talk sk- like the spinjatsu or okay, whatever they call it well that's good but like it's they've they've had to have skewed it maybe a little younger maybe an audience just because just because the ninjago line is for a slightly younger and also the fact there is a ninjago animated series that is for kids yes that is a hundred percent for kids yeah Yeah. which is more based completely on the the lego that toy line the toy line and not the movie Um, right 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 I, which which actually made made the movie kind of confusing. I kind of thought there yeah, for a minute I because I remember when, like I originally heard it was coming out. I was like, oh man, I don't care about that. That was like one of the Lego sets. I definitely don't care about. Yeah, yeah. I don't like any of the Ninjago. I don't care about Ninjago at all. And that's the or thing or that, the what, what was that other one that came out about that same time that uh, um the Chima uh, Legends of Chima or whatever the Chima the, the, the Chimera yeah the yeah. furries yeah uh, <laughs> you know and I'll be honest I'm not a huge fan of the Exo Knights. They're okay. I've They're watched all right. episodes of Exo Knights. Oh, I haven't watched it. I yeah. mean, this, I was. It's mostly because it was just on for me. 
Yeah. There's a robot horse one that I thought was really cool. <laughs> uh, but that's about it. Yeah. And the, I've got some kind of spider queen Lego lady from it just because it was a sweet spider queen. Oh, that's cool. Right on. Is she like half spider? Yeah, she's got spider legs. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it that was cool. pretty cool. That's why I bought it. That'd be, that'd be like a really cool like drider piece for like D&D. Oh, or, would it? Or Lolf, the spider queen. Oh, would it, Josh? Yeah. What about, I uh, remember Starfinder? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, um... Man, I don't know. There's some, there's some like good parts in the movie, like uh, like I said, when Lloyd was is ta- like kind of in the beginning of the movie where he's talking to Garmadon, the villain. He's like, "You promised to leave." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What are you What are you doing with your hands back there? Are you Are you crossing your Are you Are you crossing your fingers?" It's like, "It's like, no. How, how can I cross them? I there's there's these claw things. I I don't have fingers." <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that's that's kind of clever. That's all right. Well, that's good that it was enjoyable for. Those oh yeah, people. I mean, yeah. I I. I actually ended up buying it. I don't. I don't regret having it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, it's again. It goes along with the Lego Movie and Lego Batman as part of the Lego World Cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. Yeah. Which makes me wonder what's the next Lego Cinematic Universe movie they're going to make. I think they're supposed to do like a Lego Movie too. Yeah. Uh, eventually. Yeah. That's what I. That's, that's what the, I understand. That's but... the next thing they have planned. I think. Oh, it is. It is yeah, it the next yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah okay. Going back and messing with Emmett and the the Master Builders. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Okay, what Lego world would you like to see? Wonder uh, Woman. Spin-off. Lego Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, yeah, Lego Wonder Woman, of course. But I mean, but I mean, like, they have the DC world, which is Batman. Yeah. And then they have the Ninjago world. So what's, a, what's another, like, line would you like to see done? Lego Pirates movie? Just based but on then the that would Pirates be, Legos? But then they'd have to get Johnny Depp. No, they, no, no, they wouldn't. No. See, this I, is why it would be good, is because they wouldn't have to get <laughs> they could They could bring back Metal Beard. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, that would be Beard good. With, uh, yeah, uh, Nick Offerman. Yeah. That would be yes. really good, actually. I that love would be Nick very Offerman. Good. Yeah. I'd almost want them to do... I mean, I guess the Lego movie is almost like Lego City. Kinda. It is kind of Lego yeah. City. Because they got that like that whole like police line thing they've been pushing real hard lately. Well, and they, ne- they never do non... Uh, licensed Lego anymore, other than City, and that makes me sad. I know. Yeah, I miss the old like castle sets, yeah. and the pirate set, mm-hmm. the Viking set, space set. That space set, yeah. yeah. Space sets are really good. I'm trying to think of the last um, Lego set I got really excited about. Well, other than like some of like the the STEM research stuff and whatnot they did. I know what set you got excited for. I know exactly what it was. The Big Bang Theory living room set. Oh my god. No, I would melt that down. The most boring thing you could make a Lego set of is... It's just a static set piece? Yeah, some some Jag's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really yeah. want those Doctor Who ones, though. Oh, that, I know. That was pretty good. And the uh, Yellow Submarine one is so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is... Yeah, that's a good one. But, uh... Because uh... that's all it is. It's just some Dorcas's apartment. Like, who cares? <laughs> There's nothing special about that set that's interesting at all. You know, it's what, not the TARDIS. I mean, God. Yeah. <laughs> or the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a really awesome set. That is a great set. You know what would be a good Lego movie? Lego Harry Potter the movie where they can do nothing but like make, like poke fun at the Harry Potter series, in yeah. like Harry Potter form. Basically, a Potter uh, Potter puppet pals, but Lego. Yeah. Essentially, oh, that'd be pretty good. Man, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I love Puppet Pu- Pals. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's a uh, Neil Cesariga. Yeah, that's that's his thing. So of course it's good. I'm trying to think, like like what could they do with Lego to make another like original movie? Man, they brought they they had they had a Scooby Doo set not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, they make Lego Scooby Doo straight to DVD movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do that too with the DC movies too. Yeah, the, yeah. They're not good. No, I gave one a shot. It was not good. No, I, I tried. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're for kids, but even then they were not. Yeah, good. they're a bit. They're a bit rough to like the. There's like the Star Wars ones too. Yeah, I actually had one of the one of the Star Wars ones because it came with an exclusive young Han Solo as a child Lego piece. Oh yeah, because that was the whole conceit <sighs> of that movie was like surprise. That was Han the whole time. Yeah, the Pretty Lego much. the Lego Lord of the Rings movie. 
That'd be good. That would be good. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. That would be really good. They can make a joke how they could do the entire three book series in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they did Lego, they should do Lego Hobbit in one movie. In one movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, we did it in one. That's yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have to make anything up. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. That was the theme to Black Belt Jones by Dennis Coffey. Uh, a great movie. A great, great and movie. An all-time classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, who is that? That's in that. Who's Black Belt Jones? <sighs> Jim. Jim Brown. Brown, yeah. Yeah, Jim Brown. It's good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So we played that because uh, we all received the best news <laughs> in these dark, dark times. <laughs> A shining light, a shining in these light dark of, times. of hope in these dark times. <laughs> Black Dynamite is coming back for a second film. Yeah, this year, this year, sometime this year. Michael Jai White, the uh-huh. guy that plays Black Dynamite, tweeted out a teaser trailer that didn't really it, have. There's really no tweeser, but it didn't really need to. There's all really needed, nothing to it. Yeah, all we needed to know was more Black Dynamite is coming. That's all we needed. Did so, we want to explain what Black Dynamite is for absolutely. people who maybe who don't Di- know? Yeah, Black Dynamite is a faux exploitation film. From done, like 2009. It was done in 2009, but it's uh, directed and shot in a style that looks like it's an old 1970s action movie. Kind of like Shaft or like Superfly or like any Blackula. of those. Bla- well, Black, yeah, Do- uh, yeah. Dolomite if you wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real- Their lines directly pulled from a Rudy Ray Moore films. Where is Bucky and what has he had? <laughs> so yeah, no, the whole the whole thing is filmed in like sixteen millimeter. It's an overexposed film print, uh, starring Michael J. White, who is a, a big action. Um, well, I wouldn't say he's a very good action star. I don't know if he, at this point in his career he would be considered a very big action star. He's done a lot of uh, a lot of B movies. Oh yeah, um, where he plays uh, black the titular Black Dynamite, who is the the coolest baddest dude around uh who just beats up everyone he sees and uh is 
not and like you can't stop him. Yeah, and he and he owns a uh, what is a an orphanage slash. He helps the orphans. Yeah, he helps the orphans. But he, he fights al- for the orphans. But he also owns like a in the animated series. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but no, he owns like a. a it's the orphanage. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, it's yeah. Home for for whores and orphans. <laughs> it's like just completely like it's Buckwild. Yeah, I don't know how to describe <laughs> the humor in it other than Buckwild, and it's super meta and ridiculous. It's incredibly like, meta. Like sometimes they like they perp- they they have purposeful. Um, like bad edits, like a bad movie. Oh sure. Yeah, there's a character who reads his stage directions, directions like yes. their lines, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And there's another part where like they're supposed to do like a, a something where like <laughs> one guy smacks a guy in the face, and he acts like he really hit him in the face, and then like <laughs> and it, the camera cuts, and there's a new extra yeah. in his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they. Uh, yeah, it though. It is both a parody of the genre that could also fit perfectly in with those like you could tell someone that the movie was made in the 70s yeah, it, it's the and it would fit it would work it's the best kind of parody where it's somebody who loves the source material mm-hmm. and is parodying it. and is not just trying to make a cheap buck yeah like it comes from a good place yes <laughs> like i'm sure you could tell somebody this is a real movie like a legitimate movie and they would probably believe you <laughs> well you know how the whole project started right the whole idea behind it Michael Jai White bought that court that uh, um, uh, jean suit that he wears at the end of the movie at a thrift store and had a photo shoot with like a fake mustache and an afro wig, just with a nunchuck and a gun. Oh, his, because his, he thought it was funny. His Canadian tuxedo. His Canadian tuxedo that he wears in the last f- uh, frame of the film. He bought that at a thrift shop, and then his uh, he showed it to one of his buddies, who's a film um, you know budding film director and producer. He goes. You know, I bet we could write a movie about this. <laughs> this is great. And th- his whole, uh, and like, uh, there's a whole like meta story behind Black Dynamite uh, that they don't get into in the movie at all. But if you talk to Michael Jai White about it, the whole idea is that it's not Michael Jai White playing the character Black Dynamite. It's Michael Jai White playing uh, 70s wide receiver Durante Jones <laughs> in his first action film after getting injured while playing in the NFL. <laughs> That's why he's so bad and lifeless in his performance. <laughs> Except when he's making his very um, Bruce Lee-esque kung fu faces. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's coming back. I can't I can't wait. Adult Swim also had an animated series. They did. It, I, was, it was very good. It's, it's different from the movie a lot, but mm-hmm. still really good. Really yeah. funny. Yeah, but and the the animated series had a lot of uh just about all the voices are Yeah. Yeah. And the, the animation's movie. really great. Mm-hmm. The opening was done by Studio Trigger that does all those great animes, the uh, Kill the Kills. Okay, the sure. Little Witch Academia. Yeah. Um well, I think they did Inferno I think they did Afro Samurai, Afro Samurai too. They might have. Yeah. Mhm. So anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to Black Dynamite. This is it's so it's so quotable. It's it's ridiculous. It is. Unfortunately, we can't really say a lot of them, a lot no. of the quotes on air because it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> I haven't my, watched it in a long time. One of my favorite. Watch it now. One of my favorite scenes is when he's like practicing his kung fu and mm-hmm. he's like beating up all those guys in yeah. his dojo, and then like uh, he gets a call that his uh, uh, brother Jimmy. Yeah, he's like, I told you not to interrupt my, I told you not to interrupt my kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> and then he tells them all to get out of his house. Scram! Check a scene, you turkeys. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man, the uh, the uh, uh, um, conclave of pimps in that one scene. <laughs> but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> Uh, had Arsenio Hall as as like the lead pimp. Yeah, yeah. Okay, three words: Captain Kangaroo pimp. Yeah. <laughs> oh or, god! Or or or, or or the one villain of the movie that is kind of not the main villain of the movie, but the the fiendish Doctor fiendish Doctor Wu. Yeah. When he th- when he throws like that, what, what was that? A, a boomerang. Yeah. Like, I th- I thought I even got the room. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, he's fighting the the, the Doctor Wu, and then all of a sudden a, kung, a, a boomerang comes <laughs> hurling in from the, from the window and cuts his arm off. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. It's if so. You, it's if you haven't seen this movie, you owe it to yourself yeah. to hunt down a copy of Black Dynamite. Yeah, it's very very good. It is a national treasure. It really is. <laughs> yeah, and they made it on the dirt cheap, like. They, oh yeah it was like well because they filmed it like an old school yeah it, it, exploitation film it's to look dirt cheap yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh so from black dynamite what direction of the news do we want to go in speaking of movies you know what i'll i'll pick for you we waited too long i'll pick for you speaking of movies starring um big muscle yeah, actors minute, minute, let me do okay, this one. okay you do it there's a duke nukem movie coming out and only one man can play duke nukem and that man is John Cena. God. Oh, that's awful. We're all fired. Every one of us. I don't I, know. I got fired too. I don't know how it happened. Wait, wait. How did we never get fired for when we all mouse sang the Star Trek theme? Because <laughs> so, that was great. So yeah, they're gonna make a, a Duke Nukem, or they're in they're in talks to, in make. Talks to make a Duke Nukem movie starring John Cena. And my no question is. Ah. Wait, oh, one, you got to my joke before I could get to my joke. <laughs> and two, my question is why? Why now? Why Duke, Duke Nukem is a relic of the late nineties and should probably stay there. As much as I like Duke Nukem 3D and the original platform games from which it was based. Duke Nukem Time to Kill. <laughs> no, like Duke Nukem and Duke Nukem 2. Like the <laughs> the original Oh I know. Boss, I yeah. know. But I really like Time to Kill. <laughs> it it just doesn't work in in now times. <laughs> okay, so who is Duke Nukem? Duke Nukem is a video game character action movie that just steals lines from other action movies. Yeah, and a lot from Full Metal Jacket, and a lot from Army of Darkness. Yeah, I just mean, that big boisterous kind of super edgy nineties. Yeah, he's a pastiche gun boy. A pastiche. Yeah, pastiche of action movie heroes from that time, like the late eighties. Yeah, kind of as a parody, I guess, but not really. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It's it's like Black Dynamite, but bad. Yeah, if you did it done poorly, if they did it bad. I mean, the game is great, and it was revolutionary for Mm -hmm. its time. The tech behind it was really uh, in Duke Nukem 3D was really something, and the level of interactivity in the game's worlds was something that hadn't been seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, before that, you had, like, Doom, where yeah. the only thing you can do is shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Duke Nukem had stuff like you could play pool in the in one of the levels, or there's <laughs> strippers you can tip. <laughs> doesn't treat women great. No, he doesn't. And yeah, that's, that's super not good. In today's uh, climate, that's yeah. not going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that Duke Nukem Forever, that took forever to make, is also terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a hot pile. Yeah. <laughs> and I paid $60 for that hot pile. <laughs> okay, so you say that this movie cannot work, and I, for the most part, agree with you guys, but I offer this as a counterpoint. What if they make a movie in which Duke Nukem is the only character who is that edgy, extreme 90s character, and everyone else is walking around pointing out how super off-base he is? See, that... Like almost like the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, exactly like the Brady Bunch like, movie. That would work, but even then, like nobody cares about Duke Nukem no, anymore. No, no, they could they could name the <laughs> the movie people, anything. That almost sounds like Johnny Bravo with guns. He, yeah, he is. Which, which that's I, a, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's not off. But people do care about John Cena. That's people true. do care about John Cena, and I that's think true. John Cena kind of looks like him. But he always plays a good guy. He's, yeah, you know? I don't think he can play a bad guy. Although, although Duke Nukem's not like a bad guy, but he's no, a he's jerk. Just, he's yeah. not a good. He's not a good. He's dude. a no. bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Although I guess John Cena, he he has played the morally gray, like gun-toting dude before in the Marine, and he is playing. He's in that uh, Blockers movie that's coming out soon. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah, he is actually one of the three main uh, stars in a movie called Blockers. They had to change the name because the original name was something I can't actually say on on radio. (laughs) Um, But it's about three parrots who discover that 
their uh, teenage daughters who are going to prom for the first time all have a uh, lose their virginity on prom night pact, oh, and it's okay. all three of the, the parents the are trying to <laughs> stop that from happening. And John Cena is one of the three uh, parents. I feel and like all he would have to do is show up. Pretty much, that's that's pretty much it. But he plays like a super like um, super chill, chilled out like you know happy guy but is also so like a giant jo- muscle like, man like like real john cena like real john cena yeah so i can i can see it in that movie he's playing a protagonist but kind of the person you're kind of root, both rooting for and against and maybe in that sense maybe it could work as a do that same way with duke nukem but i just don't know in this climate i don't know if it's going to work i don't know if he wants to play a sex criminal <laughs> <laughs> Sex pervert man. We're getting raw with this episode this with week, a, aren't we? Let's uh, Duke Nukem is a sex pervert man with a gun. Like, yeah, he really is. It doesn't work anymore. It didn't really work then either. He's <laughs> like Duke Nukem is like the American ideal of James Bond. Yeah, James Bond, like old Sean Connery. James Bond is the same kind of weird sex pervert. You know, shoot, shooting guys, solving crimes, but all the nuance is taken out of it and you replace it with America muscle man with a, with a pistol that's made of gold. Like, yeah. No nuance. No. Yeah. Just no, nuance. Su- no subtlety no, whatsoever. No. The subtlety is completely removed. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work, but I bet it doesn't even happen. Same here. But if it does, I'll go see it. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll see, see that see train that. wreck. Yeah. That, that horrible accident. Oh, oh, also, the fact that plus it's a video game movie and, and it's naturally going to fail. <laughs> yes, they have a terrible, terrible track Can't record. They do it. I want to see a good one. I don't even care what game it is. I just want to see them do one that's I, good. I wish they would redo Street Fighter. Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> what what video game do you think would make the most passable movie? And you can't say Metal Gear because Metal Gear is already kind of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with the most confusing plot ever. <laughs> That's where this is. That was my cue to go. Well, it's not that confusing because, and then go on a, a two-hour rant about what. Yeah, let's talk about, about you know Snake is a clone and all this blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would. Oh, you can't say Final Fantasy because they no, did that. that and it well, was that's bad. well, that's yeah, that's not good. <laughs> say they've tried that a couple. They've of times, tried that. Too. Um, my the first thought that came to my mind, and I immediately went, "Oh no!" was uh, Legend of Zelda. No, yeah. <laughs> it would be for, at at the basis level. I think, I mean, the plot is there. There's just you need something that has just a bare bones plot that they can attach a movie to. Basically, yeah. uh, you don't want something that's super super lore heavy because the heavier the game lore is, the more difficult the movie would be to produce to make fans happy. In Legends of Zelda, if you take the first game specifically, the story is guy with sword saves princess from pig monster. That's the get the triangles, get the triangles, <laughs> fight the pig man, and they could attach enough of a movie to that. They would have to they would have to jump through some hoops. Like Link would have to not talk. You would have to have a silent protagonist because at the minute Link says a word comes out of his mouth, other than yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna be wrong. awful because you'll what you'll get is that cartoon. I feel like that they, cartoon. The excuse cartoons. me, princess. Yeah. I feel like they have to make up too much stuff, and then it would just be offensive to people, to fans. Because once there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't fit in, that they had to make up for the movie for to make a coherent film. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, if they wanted to make a film like trilogy of Link collecting the Triforces like each section of the Triforce and have like one of like kind of mix and match different main bosses from different games, like have Agnim in one where he's kind of going up against that. And then you have one where, Oh God, um, I'm drawing a blank on non Zelda or non Ganondorf. Um, Vati. Yeah. Something like that. Like have one movie where he's like been turned into a wolf for half the movie or something. Oh, like for like that. Twilight Princess, kind of reference like Zant or something. Yeah, yeah, reference that. Um, I mean, it could be done, but they would have to jump through an awful lot of hoops. I still think a good Street Fighter movie could work. I think there's enough there that they could. I mean, they had that story mode for Street Fighter Five. Yeah, and while the story wasn't great, there are enough 
bits and pieces of backstory for the characters that they can piece together a halfway coherent story. You just have to get writers who give a crap about that existing story and want to do it justice. Well, here's the thing in the <laughs> uh, in the Street Fighter movie, the the first one with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, they uh, the writer cared about the movie. He came up with a good script. It was Capcom that kept coming in and saying, you need to put in this character. You need to put in this character. The original plot had five Street Fighter characters in it. <laughs> they were going to tell one story. Basically, the the Guile versus uh, Bison story. All the stuff with Sagat and Ken and Ryu and uh, uh, Vega and all those characters, those weren't in the original script. And it was Capcom <laughs> that kept saying, oh, hey, by the way, you need to put in all 21 of our characters. <laughs> That won't blow the film. And then they, they fought, they, they filmed the entire film and Capcom came back to them and said, what are you doing? You didn't put any of the special moves in. <laughs> well, that's a good point though. That's a good point. But like, <laughs> I mean, the guy was a, the director had previously been like a, a fight choreographer. So, um, or no, he wasn't the fight choreographer. He, he had like written, he was like a, a, a ghostwriter for like movies. So this was like his first directing debut. I've done a lot of research into this. And he had a uh, stunt choreographer on set to fight to film the stunt scenes. So, but the filming got so screwed up that the director who was doing the dialogue scenes started having to film like fight scenes, <laughs> pulling away time for the fight choreographer to fight film fight scenes. So he was fight filming uh, dialogue scenes. The fight choreographer was and no <laughs> one knew what they were doing and everything was a mess. And also Raul Julia was sick. That's why that movie was a um, total train wreck. And John claude Van Damme. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff about John claude Van Damme in that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We don't have the time to get into it, but what uh, yeah. What about Uncharted? Uncharted would make a good movie because it almost already is. Yeah. They'd have to cut down on a lot of him just murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> but that wouldn't be hard. I mean, there is that that to- that new Tomb Raider movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Like based on, good. Based on the, yeah, based on like the like new... It, might be good. Mm-hmm. The new Tomb Raider franchise. Yeah, it might be good. I kind of wish Daisy Ridley was Laura I th- Croft. I think she would be. She would have been a good Laura Croft. I agree with that. Um, All right. Well, hey, listen. We got a... Uh, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I think Bioshock would make a great video game movie as long as you left the infinite stuff out because it goes too out there. Yeah. As long as you kept it the initial story of Andrew Rapture. Ryan and Rapture and... And also, if you end the movie after Andrew Ryan dies, um, then it would be really good. Okay. Yeah, work. the whole Atlas thing, it's real. Mm. Yeah. But, well, the game really loses all momentum past that point anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they just have a set number of hours that you ha- the game has to last or people get mad. Oh, man. You could just, like, make the tagline for the movie, uh, would you kindly? <laughs> would you kindly come see our movie? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd have to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a couple of quick hits before we get out of here because we're actually running a little short on time. Um, we're let's stick with the movie stuff real quick. Um, Ryan uh, Reynolds is gonna is attached to a Clue movie. Maybe they're Maybe, working sorta. on it. Yeah, Him they're talking and... about they're talking about doing a new Clue movie or a remake of Clue or yeah. what something like that with him and the writers from Deadpool. Sure. Okay. That's great. Um, I hope they do the same gimmick that they did with the original Clue movie because I love where... that movie. Yeah, uh, different theaters movie. got different endings. It'd be cool. If they that did would that. be really cool. That'd be a good gimmick. On, on the sides of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would hope that let's base this one more on the game than the other movie. So okay. you don't pull comparisons to uh, what is uh, what is going to be a much better movie than this one is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because like, you can't top that that movie that movie is such a lightning in a bottle of good things it was happening it it really was (laughs) like Like the i don't know how they were able to get that cast i mean it was like a perfect storm perfect storm so like avoid that movie altogether Mm -hmm. and make your own clue movie because there's there's plenty of room for you know funny times that are different than that and based it on the game yeah as far as like video video games based on board games you can only you can only go up. <laughs> uh, true from Battleship. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You mean movies based on board games? What did I say? You said video games. Did I? Yeah. 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 We were just talking about video games. It's yeah. okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, what character would Ryan Reynolds play? I, I think he'd make a better Mister Green than anything. 
I mean, I've heard him say that. I've heard not him, but like news outlets say Wadsworth, but I don't like that. I don't either. I don't think that works. Uh, I actually think he would be a good Mr. Body. But then he'd just be dead for most of the movie. It's a waste of Ryan Reynolds. I, you know, just make him like. Okay, I'm going to pull a comparison here. Have you seen the movie Ted? <laughs> With the bear? With the bear. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in both Ted and Ted 2. He has no speaking lines. <laughs> He's he's just there. He's also he's also in um uh, uh a million ways to die in the West, that other Seth MacFarlane movie that isn't very good, <laughs> but he has no dialogue in that either. He yet, dies in yet, that movie. Yet Christopher Lloyd makes an appearance as he, Doc Brown. He does. That's true. But like you know, he does. Reynolds doesn't have to have a huge part in it. I mean, they could have flashbacks and stuff like that if they really wanted to. And again, this is this is kind thinking. Maybe if he's kind of a smarmy Professor Plum. That could be. Yeah, that could be. But, like, even, again, getting away from... <laughs> why would they need to have a Wadsworth if we're getting away from... That's true. He's that not a character, original he's mo- not a character yeah. in the game. Exactly. For all we know, he uh, Brian Reynolds could be a detective trying to investigate what's going on at this mansion. Everyone's already dead. <laughs> what happened? And everything's told in flashback. And he's like the frame... Framing the framing character. device. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, moving to game news a little bit. Um, Nintendo's Mitomo is is dying. They're they're ending it. Good. I think in May. Yeah, and it couldn't end soon enough. I don't think anyone actually uses that app no, anymore. It, it, it was no. kind it, of a failed experiment. It was an interesting experiment, and it's an interest and it's an experiment that I'm glad I never spent any money on. Yeah, Mitomo was like kind of like the sims for your phone a little bit more like a social kind of. media thing it was a weird it was a weird app it yeah. was a way for nintendo to collect marketing data about you voluntarily without it seeming like you're doing a survey that too <laughs> yeah because they would ask you a bunch of questions and you would answer that, that was the whole gist of the gameplay mm-hmm. is it would ask you questions and you would answer them and then it'd show your friends what you said yeah, but it also showed Nintendo what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was kind of weird. I just like making my me have, like, that really deep, cr- stupid voice. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> I mean, it, it was fun customizing your me, mm-hmm. and I always thought they would add more to it, like customizing your room, or maybe there'd be furniture pieces you could put in your room. And they never did. But no, it never... Yeah, that never happened. Yeah. I hated those. I hated those, like pachinko style games to get stuff get oh. special costumes and stuff yeah, yeah. i, I kind of i hated it but i also kind of liked it at the same time because it added it made getting the stuff that much cooler when yeah you did get and, they, it. and they seemed very fair yeah i will say the games did seem fair it's not like they were out to specifically rip you off yeah i think i had almost a full ninja suit yeah uh, my me guy currently has a luchador mask and like a business suit. You don't say. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Surprise. Uh, let's see. Last one. Um, this is a little bit of comic news. Uh, this doesn't sound like much. This sounds really dumb and light, but this is very important. Superman has his red underwear back. It's about darn time. It's they're bringing back the classic uh, Superman costume in uh, the DC Comics books. Is he gonna have the yellow belt too? He's gonna have the yellow belt. The only thing they're keeping from the uh, the new fifty two design is I think he still has the little bit of a collar, although it's I, not as high. I liked the little and the uh, um, kind of extra lines on the cuffs that make the cuffs look a little bit more like a, almost like a sweater, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I he always accidentally washed his red trunks with Moon Knight's laundry, and Moon Knight got real mad <laughs> and he took them away. Yep, that's it. Because his outfit was then pink. Yeah. But, uh, but Moon no, Knight, Moon Knight's DC, right? Moon Knight's no, Marvel. No, it's Marvel. It's Marvel. I was wondering what you're, you're going with that, but that's okay. That's Darn all right. That's okay. White, tight. No, that's Marvel. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the whole reason uh, why I'm excited they're bringing back the tights, which doesn't seem like much. The tidy readies. The tiny readies. Yeah. Tidy, <laughs> tidy readies. Episode the title tidy right tight. there. The tidy readies. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it doesn't seem like it's such a big deal, but from a design standpoint, because I look at things kind of as a designer sometimes, when they removed the red tights, his costume became just one big field of blue. And it was just, it was too much of the same. It just kind of, it needed something to kind they, of break up. They did the, the same thing with Batman too, because they took away his black his black tights. And it was basically one big gray suit. And it was awful. 
He with, just looked like, like a big gray blob, but at least he had the black cowl and the gloves and yeah, the, and and the, the boots. belt. And the belt. The belt was still bright yellow to help break things off. Where Superman, everything just kind of all bled together into one big. He looked like he was wearing a big blue onesie. And the basically. Red, and he had a red belt. Yeah, yeah, and the but the red belt was really thin and it yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Ser- serve any purpose. The the tights one they helped break up the monotony of the yeah. costume. And two, it harkens back to uh, the old strongmen of the 1930s, which was what he was uh, partially modeled after. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, wrestling and wrestlers. Yeah, so um, it's it's a very iconic look, and I they've they've tried messing with the Superman design. Uh, a lot. Yeah, um, I kind of liked in the New Fifty Two the action comics working class. The working Superman. class, yeah. The the t shirt and jeans and yeah, and big work boots. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was, that was really cool. I did, I did like that. Oh, where he looked kind of well. like Superboy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not forever, but like that's a cool way to take it. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I like that a lot. As Superman well. has always been the wor- the working man's hero. He's yeah. out to protect the the working the man. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I, you know I'm not a comics curmudgeon about a lot of things. I um, I'm cool with a lot of changes when they go to change things, but I'm glad his uh, classic costumes back. I really am, especially since it's actually classic Superman. It's also classic Superman. It's not New Fifty Two Superman because that was a whole thing. Oh yeah, there's a whole yeah yeah how. Uh, when they rebooted the universe, somehow Superman and Lois Lane ended up in the rebooted in the universe, universe with no power, and Clark had no powers, and there was already a Superman, another Superman, and their kid. Uh, well, what happened was okay, comics, you guys, <laughs> comics. What happened was um, when the reboot happened, they there was already the Superman in the um, t-shirt and jeans, and so that Clark, so the original Clark Kent said, you know what? There to have a Superman. They don't need me. Changed his name. Lois changed her name. He had no powers. They started a new life. Had a kid. Everything was cool. After a while, uh, original Clark Kent started developing his powers again, but kept them in secret because he's like, you know what? Again, I don't need to be Superman. I don't need to be Superman. It's this universe already has a super. <laughs> they are. He's like, my time is done. I've earned this this bit of you know this respite. This vacation. I'm done. They this universe has its own Superman. And then this universe, the new Superman died like in the books, super absorbed, uh, yellow sun energy and And literally exploded and exploded, (laughs) just exploded, just super exploded. Well, yeah. But then when he did that, a a few people got powers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, including, uh, uh, Clark Kent's son. Yes. Christopher Kent. So Blark, Blark Kent. (laughs) And that's when the original pre, uh, new 52 Superman decided, you know what? Uh, Post crisis, post crisis. Yeah. yeah, we need to have a Superman in this universe. So he stepped up. Yep, and that's cool. I think that's really cool. Didn't uh, didn't Super Lois die too? No, I can't remember. I don't believe so. The 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 re the the rebirth Lois because she was Superwoman for a little. She bit. was Superwoman. You're right. I think she might have. Yeah, the, I think she did die. Yeah. The best Lois is Superman animated series Lois. Oh, I agree. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I agree. Definitely. The best Superman of a lot of things are the Superman yeah. animated series. Man, yeah. that show is good. It is. It's the whole really good. the whole I love the whole Tim the yeah, Bruce Tim verse. It doesn't mm-hmm. get the respect that Batman animated series does, but it's just as I good. I still liked it. It's yeah. just as good. The the art style or not the art style, but like the um the mood and like yeah. the shading on the art. I think it wasn't Batman, the animated series. A lot of it was painted mm-hmm. and a lot of it was like they, t- they took um, for like the backgrounds. They would take like a, 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 a lot of it was anime too. Well, yeah, a lot of it was that too, <laughs> but like they would take like a sheet of like say dark blue and then paint black all over it and then scratch off the areas like a, a reverse kind of relief. Yeah. And that's how they designed a lot of the backgrounds in that. And it was very unique looking. Whereas Superman, the animated series, just looked like a cartoon. It was, yeah, very, it was, it was in the Bruce Timm style, but it just looked like a cartoon. Yeah, and everything was bright and colorful. Like and, Superman yeah, should but, be. Yeah, but that fits Superman so much better. But because it wasn't quite as stylized as the Batman series, it doesn't quite get as much uh, play. Yeah. Um nostalgia wise but it's it's a good sh- it's a good oh, yeah. show and then uh, th- and then uh, you know with the connection is the justice league and justice league unlimited and, and, and that was all very good as well and yeah, all that good stuff well. is great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we are way over on time so let's go ahead and wrap <laughs> things up uh you've been listening to nerd overload thank you very much for tuning in you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com 
You can also find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, just about anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find our podcast. We're also on WZ. I like that. That was snappy. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we're also on WZMOFM.com on Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. So you can check us out over there. And I think that's it. Again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Tell your friends. Pizza out. <laughs>